Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, baby, let's go! It's time! Cincinnati, we gon' rise and up. In the jungle, we unite and up. Trippin' orange and black and white. Cool day when we fight. Live and die in these stripes. Now who got a move rockin' on? Now who wanna move crossin' on? Now who wanna move out on? If you got stripes, then you let the city Welcome to another episode of Bengals and Brews. We do have Jake Glisco here today, boys, and I'm going to bring him on. But I'm reading this message about I need to turn something off, so I got me distracted. What do you got to yeah, on? that's new, Jake. I don't know. I will I've never had to out. connect my social medias to join a stream before. It's very yeah, strange. That, that's new, so I will have to check that out. Because usually it's like, hey, once you're on, you're on. Yeah, and I'm... I, I use StreamYard. We use StreamYard. So yeah, that's definitely not like new. I don't have an account or anything. You know, it's yeah. weird. Yeah, that's definitely new. So we'll have to figure that out. That's when we need Huday Joe on. He's our tech guy. But so everybody, how are we doing? It's Friday. You know, Jake's been sick. Greg, you've been cutting grass again at work. No, I've been weak healing all day at work and watering the plants so they hopefully they don't die this weekend in the in the heat. Ice man, can we hear you now? I hope you can hear me. Can you hear me? Is the volume too low? Oh, there you go. You just popped yeah. it. It just popped, popped like in. Me. I literally didn't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> you hit a button or something, Jeff. Come on. I ain't touched nothing. Chop, how you doing? Man, I'm doing good. I just got my uh, fuck about six hours of sleep after getting off this morning. I'm I'm feeling great. I got a Red Bull in my uh, Bengals and Brews koozie. Not Let's a full loco. No, goddamn no. I ain't even. <laughs> and then the reason that everyone's here, it's Jake Lisko from Locked Woo! on Bengals. Absolutely. And if you're not following at Jake Lisko on Twitter, what are you doing? If you're not listening to Locked on Bengals, what are you doing? What's up, buddy? Thank you. Very kind. Uh, not much is up. I, I got to go do some Friday shopping today. Oh, I just got back. I, I was traveling. Uh, for those of you that watch the show, you saw me do an episode out of a hotel room uh, late last week. I got sick while traveling, and then I got home, and I've been sick, and I haven't, you know, bought food or anything since I've been home. It's been really scraping by the last couple of days, so I got I got to take care of some life 
life things today, but you know, outside of that, things are good. It's June. You know, and I hope you feel better. And we're getting closer. I, I to do football. feel better. I do feel better. Yeah. We're getting closer to football, so I hope that helps. And you know what, Jolly? That's very nice to say. Hey. All our favorite Bengals. Yeah, suck, suck it, James Rapine. Yeah, right. yeah. He won't even come on. Well, he did come on the show. Never mind. I was gonna say he was on our show like two weeks ago, so yeah. we really can't say that. We love him. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Jake. I figure why well, we got you here, and if you only got a certain amount of time, let us know. No worries. Um, Obviously, you've been sick. You've been in, out, of, out of town and all that stuff. So we fully understand that. But having you on, I figure we just got to start right away with the big free agency bomb after a couple of days of oh, sitting yeah. around not knowing what was going to happen. Orlando Brown, was that uh, on you? It wasn't on our radar. Was that on your radar anywhere before it happened? No. I mean, as, as all of Bengals Twitter was aware, I was heading out of my house uh, for a date. <laughs> As that news broke, like we just finished recording our, our episode and literally five minutes after we, we were done recording it, I DM James like, you, you got to be kidding me. And uh, he's like, what? I'm like, I, I, and I sent him a, a, a link to, to the news. And like, it was, it was literally, it, we had just gotten out because usually we hang out and like we're doing our editing and whatever. We're talking for a few minutes after we finish recording, getting the show uploaded and everything. And we're like. I'm like I, I, I gotta go, man. Like I, I, you got, and he's like, I got it. It's fine. So he did. He did the Orlando Brown reaction by himself, being the trooper that he is, and you know he has to do everything for his own, you know, Sports Illustrated stuff as well. But yeah, no, not on our radar. I don't think really on the Bengals' radar, right? We we've all heard them talk about it mm-hmm. until maybe a day or two before it came up came to fruition i don't remember who we were talking to maybe it was steve um director of, of pro personnel in, in the bengal scouting department he was telling us about it and uh you know somebody had come to him or he went to somebody i don't remember the direction of the communication but it was like hey what, what do you think about orlando brown if we could get orlando brown you, you you into that you know that idea essentially and and you've probably heard this story by now and Obviously, they they were into the idea. Frank Pollock was excited by the idea. They they get the deal done for compared to the other tackle deals, way cheaper than you would expect. And uh, like the rest of media, we we didn't see it coming. And that's the way it works sometimes. And and that's the way this free agency really went. Just thinking back on it, it's it's really interesting how much things. Did not go according to plan to the point where people were like mad at us. They're like, "You guys don't know what you're talking about?" Like, well, all right, no, they tried to resign Von Bell. That worked. Yeah. He got an extra year than than what they were offering, so they signed Jermaine Pratt instead. They got a, a younger player, and I was surprised. I mean, I assume that part of that is that the market for Jermaine Pratt didn't materialize the way he thought it would. The market for Hayden Hurst did materialize, obviously. They didn't go that way. I think they would have signed Foster Moreau. At least that's the way things sounded from Foster Moreau's perspective on the Adam Schefter podcast had he not gotten sick. And I know that didn't work out. And I, he signed a deal with the Saints, right? Or did that Yeah, get, and he, he yeah, was he at did. practice last yeah. week, like actually getting some reps in. That's amazing. That's awesome. Him. That's yeah. awesome. That's sweet. Foster Moreau, wish him all the best, right? Yeah, uh, wish really it would have worked out, but more than anything, wish him all the best. And then they pivot to Irv Smith. So, like, what we've seen from them over the last couple of years is these constant pivots in free agency where mm-hmm. they, they've been 
light on their feet and players are coming to them now. So that makes things easier. I mean, so do you think uh, Jonah Williams is going to pivot to right tackle? <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, I do. I think if you listen to what we talked about on the podcast yesterday or today, we release it the, the night before. Right. So if you listen to what James and I talked about yesterday, it's, he's going to be there for mandatory mini camp based on what we've saying. heard. Mm-hmm. Everyone believes that he will be there for mandatory minicamp. Now, if he doesn't show up, people can come yell at me and tell me I'm wrong again. But it's like, we're not just saying it to say it. It's $12 million he's going to lose. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Over, over 12 over. and a half. Yeah. Well, for missing mandatory minicamp, I think he gets fined. Uh, yeah. But, you know, Jesse Bates ate fines last, last offseason for not showing up. And who knows it? They might have even excused it for, I don't know. Maybe he paid the fines. I have no idea. Like I don't, I don't think we know about team fines. That, that this we get feels paid, a little different, doesn't it, Jake? Because it is different. We were kind of saying Jesse he knows the system. He's staying at the same position. He's able to kind of do that. That wasn't even me. Like one of you guys said that the other day, and I was like, oh, that's a really good point. Oh, well, I, I think that's also Jonas having to move the right tackle. I mean, he's yes, played right still, tackle. Yeah, but it's been a while, and but he's you played know, right I, tackle. He's going very to be high at right tackle. <laughs> like, but, I, I'm not I would, worried I'm about just saying, Jonah Williams like moving to a new position. That's like those, not my. Those reps could help him. Is kind of what I was going to get at. Was sure. the reps could help him because he's still looking to get that big payday at the end of the season. Reps are always helpful. Yeah. Hey, well, let me ask this: Is isn't Jonah Williams? Is he still rehabbing that knee, or is that 100? percent Is he ready? We'll find out next week. Well, I guess in two weeks is is when we'll end up finding out. Because he'll be there for mandatory, but then maybe he can't work yet. But, you know, he's squatting 500. I, I so. saw they did that four squats. Uh, that, that's uh, nice. he's a pretty good, pretty good right there for 500. Yeah, I, I think he's all right. I, I would say if, if LC is moving the way LC is moving, coming off the ACL, hopefully Jonah's also moving pretty well, coming off of what we understand to have been a more minor surgery. Not that any surgery is, is minor. You're always Eight. cutting through stuff, and there's always scar tissue happening and all those things. But you hope Jonah's doing okay at this point. He needs to get here to Cincinnati and drink some of that water down at Paycor because the way they heal up after that, Joe Burrow, LC out there working. <laughs> we have that need get some of that water. <laughs> and, and you know he will be working with that Ohio River water and and the uh, the the great Bengals training staff, the, the great Bengals rehab staff. If he was exactly. not in the situation he's in, it's unfortunate that it is what it is. You understand why it's happened, um, and, and I'm somewhat empathetic to him. Uh, at the same time, I, I also understand the frustration with folks who are just like, just show up and and just play out your contract, right? I, I understand both sides of that. I think he is going to show up. He is going to play out his contract. He'll go in there and compete with whoever he has to compete with. I agree with all the people who think that he is the favorite to win the job. I disagree with the people who think that – Jackson Carmen has somehow earned the job. I don't know if anyone actually thinks that. Um, I don't know how, how you could possibly make that proclamation, I guess, before training camp has even started, before the preseason is, you know, there's not been a competition yet, period. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens there. I think there will be a bit of a competition, but yeah, Jonah's think I... been a pretty good left tackle for most of his career. Even last season, despite a few bad games, I think he was still pretty good for the most part, uh, despite what people will tell you. And, uh, Having played right tackle before, I think it should be a, a good transition for him. Might take a couple of weeks, but uh, I'd be pretty confident if he's your starter at right tackle. Yeah, I think Jackson Carmen might be our starting right tackle next year. 
not this year. I mean, if he has it together, right? I mean, right. we're we're projecting a whole lot mm-hmm. off of one good playoff game in the snow when the entire offensive line looked good. So I, I got to pop this up because it's a super chat from Rowdy, even though it's not a question for anybody. That goes straight to you, fun. Dale. That's yeah, just, Rowdy, $9.15. <laughs> you know I'm what? Thinking, see that? 915. That's got to be something. That's got to be like that's buys you two, four locos or something. <laughs> or, yeah, uh, yeah. 915 connection. Yeah. Oh, Chuck crazy. Sizzle, baby. Burrow, Chuck Sizzle. Well, Burrow to, to Chase and Higgins. Like, that's it. Rowdy's, Rowdy's our guy who lives in Clemson, so he's got our, our inside source. So. I know which one of those is his favorite number. <laughs> So, uh, so Jake, my question, I know we're probably sick of talking about this. I think it's safe to say, I mean, Duke Tobin, I think he made it pretty clear. Burrow's not going to be asking for any loans anytime soon. I think that's safe to say Burrow will be taken care of. But my question to you, Jake, is if you were a gambling man, how much, uh, or like on a scale of one to 10, 10 being very confident, what are the chances T gets signed before the season starts? I, right now, am probably like around a, three or four. I'm not very confident that that gets done. Uh, I would love it if it gets done. Right. And maybe, maybe I'm making way too much out of who his agent is. No, I don't know. Have never gotten a deal done with David Mulligan. Never. I, I think that T Higgins would like to stay in Cincinnati. I think he likes playing with Joe Burrow. I think he likes playing for the Cincinnati Bengals. I think that Zach Taylor has made that a very player-friendly locker room. I think the culture is great. I think those guys are as close as they say they are. David Mulligan is still T. Higgins' agent. David yeah. Mulligan is going to get T. Higgins' money. And wide receivers get paid. Is so, that true? He's never worked out a deal with Cincinnati? The, the players he's represented, it's been a couple. Uh, the most notable is Jesse Bates, but there right. was somebody before that or at the same time, and I can't remember who it is right now. But it might also only be those guys. Let me see if I can find it well. But, but regardless, like, it, he's a very tough agent to deal with. He wants them to get the top, top dollar, and he will go. He will go through a franchise tag. He'll go through uh, letting him be free agent when that's your best chance to get top-of-the-line money. So. Um, I, I definitely could see that as well um, as Jake's looking that up when he's that was, done. That was okay. the first player that they had an opportunity to get an extension done with, at least as far as players he currently represents. He also represents Jermaine Illuminor, speaking of players who did not get paid <laughs> right. uh, this yeah. offseason. And then the other Bengal that he represents is Joseph Osai. So that'll be one to watch as well. Yeah. I mean, the, the point with Jesse Bates was always with Mulligan is that they have to figure out how to get deals done with him because he represents two other good players on the Bengals mm-hmm. roster that you probably want to see get extensions. And I think that still applies to Osai, even though they did just draft Miles Murphy because eventually Sam Hubbard and uh, and Trey Hendrickson are going to need replacing. Well, one good thing about T is, is showing how he wants to be a Bengal is showing up yes. for these non-mandatory practices. He's here working out, so that's to me. I mean, I have no idea if that means he's going to sign or anything, but to me, that's that's good move forward because most guys in a contract year won't show up unless it's mandatory. And T T's going out there and showing up, so I, I think that's a good sign as far as at least for this year goes. As far as contract, I have no idea, but as far as this year and being all in, I think that that's a good sign. Yeah, I think that is a good sign. I wonder if you could get these guys, uh, you know, truth serum, if if that was a thing. 
you know, why T decided to show up when he did. Because at first, he didn't show up when media was there early in the offseason program, you guys might remember. But he was actually there during the week. He just wasn't there when media was there. He was hiding from you guys. (laughs) Yeah, he was was hiding from media. And (laughs) Jamar said something along the lines of encouraging T to show up encouraging T to get the extra work in because he wants to be on the field with T for as many snaps as possible. You guys remember that in the locker room interview yep. with yep. Jamar a couple of weeks ago. I think so Jay I wonder, had that interview, I think. Uh, there, there were, I think it was just at the locker room. So there, mm-hmm. there was a, a media gaggle around him. So anyway, um, I wonder if Jamar was, was part of that. I wonder if Jamar was part of why TB decided to come back when he did because TB also hadn't been there spending time with his family. <laughs> Probably true, right? Just yeah. not expected to be there. Also in the last year of his deal. So maybe trying to save himself a little bit. But they've all talked a little bit about conditioning this offseason. And uh, Lorenzo making a good point there, as you highlight his quote uh, on the <laughs> screen about the Bengals valuing team where they definitely uh, definitely value wide receiver more highly than safety. That That is true. Now here's a kind of – off yeah. of the off-season question, but how did you land the locked-on gig? I think I know part of it because I've been listening for a while. And but you do a great job at it at the end of the day. But we're glad you're on it. But if you want to answer that, not tell Jolly to kick rocks. Well, thank you, uh, Joe. So James left Locked On Bengals. What for? How long have I been doing the show? Over four years now. So he went up to Cleveland, right? Mm-hmm. To to get a. a an adult promotion job kind so of thing. Like Cavs after they lost LeBron, we talked about <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Right. A terrible but, time. But. but for him, it was a step <laughs> from producing to mm-hmm. being the guy, which yeah. has been a huge stepping stone for him. Obviously like he's, he's killing it now, right? Between good. locked yeah, on sure. and, and SI and his own YouTube channel. Like he's, he's made his own brand. He's doing great. Um, but when he left locked on, reached out, to Joe Goodberry and uh, Joe and I have been doing little football projects together for 10 years. I want to say something like that. Maybe, maybe eight, maybe nine, maybe 10. I can't remember. And uh, I was talking to Joe about locked on and he's like, well, it's funny you say that. Cause I was going to reach out to you cause I need somebody to do this with. Cause I don't know how to do, all the editing and I don't want to deal with all that stuff. And I work and inf- Joe being, I uh, work in an irregular schedule because he would work nights and he would work days sometimes. And so he needed someone to cover when he wasn't going to be able to do an episode as well. The initial thought was that, you know, he and I would just kind of alternate or, or, you know, do a few shows a week together, do a few independently. But then we found that it was just really, uh, I, I thought that I, I still really think we do a great job on lockdown Bengals. Don't get me wrong, but I think that um, nobody else does what Joe and I do in terms of the, the level of, of conversation that we are able to get to. Um, yeah. And so whenever we have the opportunity to continue to work together, we do that, but that's how it started. was just, I, I go back with Joe, Joe and I have done projects together for a, a long time and he's obviously very, very popular. So he got the offer brought me along for the ride and and then you know we we started growing and it's really taken off uh in the last last few years as well 
Getting yeah. Joe Burrow helps. Yeah. <laughs> Joe well, Burrow does help. Well, that's why James said he came back when he was on our show. Yeah. That's right. He's, he's like, you know, I, I recognize that I went to Cleveland after LeBron left. This time I'm going to come back when when the guy gets there. Right. Yeah, and that was that way way. better but, career decision for James. I mean, look at look at the proliferation of Bengals podcasts in the Joe Burrow era. Yeah. There's like it was locked on Bengals beat. Um, AC man, AC has been in the game a long time. Uh, yeah, since yes. jungle, those guys, yeah, 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 for sure. But like it was like five or six mm-hmm. pre Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. and now it's like 26, too many, 106, <laughs> 126. And and the crazy thing, the craziest thing about all of it to me, not to like be really prideful or anything, the craziest thing to me about. The, the Bengals following the way the Bengals have blown up is that as a Bengals daily podcast, we are consistently among the top five on our network, which covers every team. That's awesome. And, and that's like, and it's usually top three, to be honest, I'm being a little bit modest with five, but consistently five, usually three, like in the, in the draft season, we were consistently a top 30 football show in the United States, which, yep. It's the Cincinnati Bengals, guys. Yeah. Imagine here, saying that about the Cincinnati Bengals four years ago. Yeah, uh, it's totally I, different. And uh, I, I want to – you were kind of talking about Joe, so I want to take the, the moment to also give you guys your flowers on what you do for the draft. And I know you brought Sands on, and you've had different people that also help behind the scenes. Draft guy Jared. I think our buddy Santori's done that as well, mm-hmm. help with some of the gathering of the data. But you and Joe have been doing that for years. And it is just another tool and another resource that – I can speak for myself as a huge draft nerd. I love it. You guys kill it. and that, But that's one of those things you and Joe are so in sync on this stuff because you've been doing it forever. So that's one of those things that I love. And I'm I'm glad Joe's back as well, you know, doing this and, and, and you know, making a little money on it this time around for him. So uh, that's great. But I love what you guys are doing. And then getting into the draft, thoughts on Miles Murphy? Yeah, I think at that point in the draft – it's uh, it's a good pick. Miles Murphy probably should have been picked a little bit earlier. He has work to do. I do like Marion Hobby a ton, and yeah. I, I think he's one of the more underheralded coaches on this team. Despite you know all the consternation over the pass rush last year, not getting sacks, they still got pressures. They weren't converting sacks as well last year as they did two years ago. Uh, so there, there was a little bit more scrutiny on that unit. You could also say that they didn't do enough for the interior defensive line and all the pre-draft work. I was looking more on the interior defensive line than the edge, even though for really like the third straight year, it feels like there wasn't, there wasn't a ton of depth on the interior defensive line. There weren't a ton of choices there that, that made a lot of sense. And look at what happened to uh, Tommy Adewari going way later than expected. He's one of the freakier three techs in the draft. Uh, Was there an injury or anything that come out other than just kind of roll? No, just the NFL did not like his tape. He tested great. Um, still fell a little bit more than I think some people thought he would. Just talking to a few of the, the Bengals uh, employees that I, I know. Um, it was a little bit of a surprise how late he went. Uh, you know, we, we talked to some of, their, some of their scouts, some of their coaches from time to time. And so that was a little bit surprising. But some of the other ones are injuries. Uh, one that was shocking to me. Who is the Texas defensive tackle? Not Coburn. Uh, oh shoot, Moro or Jomo yeah. in the seventh round. That was that was injury stuff that just never really became public. But when you see some of those that are like 
four or five rounds late. You don't see him getting picked until the seventh round. Those are often injuries, and those always are disappointing to see. That's Trey Smith too, right? Like that's why Trey Smith goes in the sixth. Yeah. Round. Oh, he had an extensive injury. Ago. It was a hard thing, right? Yeah, that one was kind of known about. That's. But that's the thing, like, when you're ranking guys, too, and that's – I know when you guys do it, and it's like, well, well, that's stupid. You guys had him in the top. It's like, we don't get the medicals. People were outside of that. Like, Yeah, that, that's always the thing is that you, you don't have the medical information, and that's always, that's always challenging. I was trying to find, uh, if I could, the, the tackles. Like, we were very high, obviously, on the, uh, the pit. Kalaja Kansi. Yes, yeah, went 19th. Tackle. Yeah, went 19th. to Tampa. Right. So if, if the choices were Murphy, Brzee, Nolan Smith, and probably the next guy was Sam Laporta, I would see. I would I'm not conflicting on that, Jake, because we had, we had Jay Morrison on and he was like, the Bengals weren't really in on mayor. And then the next day we had uh, Dan Hort on and he said, well, the Bengals are very much in on mayor. And I'm like, not, not ahead of Laporta. But when Zach, Ta- when Zach Taylor talked, he talked about Kincaid and Laporta. So I'm like. Yeah, we. Um, there was a world where the Bengals were picking Laporta in the first round. They, they would not have shied away from that in certain scenarios. And, and it was like a very edge case. Obviously, they didn't get there. Their board around the time they were picking. We've discussed it on, on Locked on Bengals. I think I did a show with Joe talking about it. If the Jaguars didn't pick Anton Harrison, I think they would have picked Anton Harrison yeah. there. And then I think it was Murphy Smith Brzee. Okay. Was, was the rest I, of I figured Brzee was in that conversation. Uh, Smith, and that's going to be interesting to watch those two careers, which um, between Smith and Murphy, because I think Smith clearly has the upside, but he's kind of an undersized guy. But he went to Philly, who they have the perfect example of that and getting yeah. the best out of Reddick. So. Yeah, I, I mean, but I, I like the landing spot for Murphy too, working with Same. like Marion Javi and Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard. Uh, now, that's a pretty, good, first, a pretty uh, good group of guys. I say, will he be the first successful in 99 number the Bengals have ever had? It's not been a very that, successful number. <laughs> is it that bad? Uh, yeah. Tyler I Sheldon, only remember Big like, Daddy, I was going to uh, say, I only Marcus remember Hunt, Big Daddy. Yeah. Marcus Hunt, Tyler Shelvin, Big Daddy. Um, uh oh. Yeah, there's yeah. Damn it, Jeff. It's not very good. Fun, <laughs> fa- fun facts with strawberry ice. <laughs> Andrew Billings was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, J- Jason Billings Buck was pretty, was pretty good. good. That, you know, I'm going to date myself before you guys are even born. He was he was okay on the 88 Super Bowl team, but Manny Lawson was yeah. pretty good. Miles Murphy has a chance to be better than all of them, I think. David Pollock. Yeah, he only had one got injured, uh, but was that, really that good. Was yeah, was really good. Life. Yeah, Pollock could have had a great career. I think, what about too. what about Oliver Gibson? Oliver Gibson was good for the Bengals. All of us are quiet because we don't know who that is. Bengals from from nineteen ninety nine to two thousand three were nine were ninety nine in all of those years. Came over from Pittsburgh, one of the few uh, Pittsburgh Steelers to Cincinnati Bengals free agents. Had uh, four sacks, four sacks, three sacks, eight tackles for loss, eight tackles for loss, 15 tackles for loss in his first three years with the Bengals. He so must, pretty, must have pretty had the years. quietest amount of <laughs> three and four tackles. It was the 2002, 2000 and 2002 Bengals. Nobody I, paid attention to those teams. Well, that's when I first started becoming a fan, you know, and probably a lot of other people too because of Chad Johnson and how fun he made things. And my cousin had season tickets, took me to, the, to a game, and then you're just hooked, you know. 
Yeah. Hey, Jake, um, the tight end. So I talked I, I talked to James Rapine one time. He was on our show rallying around the natty. I, I, I kind of brought up – He James acts like they're, they're good at tight end and all that. I mean, don't get me wrong. We like Irv Smith, but the guy just couldn't stay healthy in his career. I wonder with these June 1st guys – I mean, you look at the Jets who have like six or seven tight ends on their roster – I, you, you'd have to imagine one or two of those guys would be cut, just for example. Do you think one of our tight ends is still playing on another team right now with, like that'll eventually get cut? I'm surprised Mitch Wilcox hasn't been signed. Not that that's like making waves or anything, but I would have expected the Bengals to have brought him back by now. To yeah, get he was coming off an injury. Program. I guess he had a surgery is what Dan Horde said. and That, that is it, a good point. And so maybe they were waiting till that's like healed up to have that conversation. That, that could be, maybe he wouldn't even pass a physical right now. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, I am uneasy as you are, Greg, with, with their tight end depth. Yeah. I, I want to shout out uh crypt keeper in your comments. Who's been trying to get me to talk about Drew Sample. Since no, he's doing started. that. He's doing that. Yeah, to he's me, doing Jay. You know, yeah, he's messing with Dale. Yeah. Uh, so we ignore it. <laughs> but Drew Sample is a, a okay depth tight end. Right. Yeah. But like, if Irv Smith goes down, they're back to nothing at tight end. Oh yeah, yeah that's, that's what scares me. I've that's what. This- the tight end room is basically the same as it was last year. You take out Hayden Hershey, you put Irv Smith in. I mean, it's it's the same, you know, and which I don't think was great last year. So I'm with me and Greg have had this conversation on the show that we think there's going to be a tight end from someone that's on our team that the Bengals are going to, they're going to have to pick somebody up. Exactly. They have a few positions where they have some really difficult cuts that that I think we talked about when we did our way too early 53 man roster look and. Uh, DN, could we swap a DN for a tight end? I mean, that would be interesting, right? But corner, uh, back of linebacker room, perhaps, uh, if you're talking about just like a, a filler tight end, a waiver claim. I was pretty excited for Devin Asiasi last year and was like sort of disappointed. Oi, oi, oi. Oi, oi, oi. Sorry. That's the thing <laughs> on the show we got. Every time Asiasi. Asiasi. Oi, 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 oi. Yeah, all right. Sorry. You guys can bring I, I, that on locked on if you want. Yeah, you, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll do that too. You could, we, it, that'd be like your the new woo. You know, go, oi, oi, oi. The woo uh, is not my thing. Yeah. <laughs> the woo needs to die a slow, painful death or just, death. just to be clear, that's James's thing. Uh, James likes to make promises on my behalf while we're recording <laughs> so that uh, I have to look like the bad guy when I don't want to do them. Uh, <laughs> Like the gritty, y'all remember when we had to do the gritty? Yep. Uh, the woo, what else? There's one other thing. You, I, I try to say no to him, but sometimes I just. Uh, He's a salesman. He just talks you into it. Well, <laughs> he, he makes me into the bad guy. And, and then I get people in my YouTube comments calling me the boring hipster. And then I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> damn it. What, what am I supposed to do with that? Damn it, James. Uh, you run with it, man. Uh, we had one, which it's not even inaccurate. We had a comment from the show the other day. I don't know if you guys seen it, but this guy said, 10 minutes of content in an hour of just rambling. And I was like, yeah, that's the title of the show, basically. Yeah. Like I said, thank you for watching. <laughs> reading, was, reading the comments is generally bad for your mental health. That was it's, probably it's just a... about, about Greg and his love for A1 steak sauce. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's a good, <laughs> that's a good question for Jake. There, Greg. You want to ask? 
Jake, uh, well, look, 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 Jake, you already broke my heart one time when I asked you on Twitter, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? And you had to say yes. It is, because it is, Greg. But did, did, I, did I give you the additional, like, the long answer to that question is I was raised Jewish and never watched Christmas movies. And so, like, I just don't give a shit about what is or is not a Christmas movie. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, you agree with us. We, it was great. Go ahead. Yeah, awesome. You're wrong, Greg. But no, anyway, 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 well, anyway, uh, Jake, let me ask you this, man. On baked potato, th- this is how bored Twitter was Sunday. It says uh-huh. besides ketchup, what do you put on a, ba- a baked potato? Which I think I wouldn't I put ketchup, ketchup on. Exactly. I said a one steak sauce, and my phone started blowing up. People, all people were just coming at me left and right. No, you don't put steak sauce on a baked potato. Would you put it on a baked potato, Jake? Uh, I can't eat baked potatoes anymore. Yeah, it's a sad story. I, I, uh, you know, I discovered I I had a surgery to remove kidney stones about a month ago, and uh, so I learned as a result of that foods that you shouldn't eat if you're a stone former, and uh, potatoes, especially the skin on potatoes, is a food Mm -hmm. to avoid, but. Uh, when I did eat baked potatoes, I was a twice baked potato kind of fan. Put put the sour cream, the cheese, that that sort of stuff in there. Yep. As far as barbecue sauces, though, I might hurt you again, Greg. I'm a I'm a South Carolina barbecue sauce guy. I'm not a sweet barbecue sauce guy. So All if right. there's if there's a lot of sugar in the barbecue sauce, I'm generally steering clear. But I'm like a normal human, sour cream, cheese, <laughs> yes. butter. No, no, no. Not a one sauce, hey, no. Greg. I put sour. So when I go to Roadhouse, Jake, which is my go-to place after a Bengals win pretty much and all that, nice. I put right. the sour cream, the cheese, the bacon bits. Then I dribble it with a one sauce. Right. No, butter. no butter. No butter. No I don't butter. Need, butter. No I don't need butter. Dang it. I, I, I mean, what is butter if not uh, saturated fat? I love butter. Don't get me wrong. Right. But. Sour cream does a lot of the same things for a potato that butter does. Yep. Thank you. No, oh, Greg like, feels vindicated. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Vindicated, yeah. From, from, a, from a food component perspective, right? Now that we're not talking about the Bengals at all, like it's 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 a satur- it's a high saturated dairy fat thing. And and that's kind of what butter is. It's high saturated fat dairy thing. It's just two different kind of, you know, forms of the same the same base component. We're never going to hit into this now, Jake. Thanks. I hear all that, and I get what I get out of it, Greg, is, uh, you know, fuck A1. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard, too. <laughs> Only an idiot would say A1. Right. That's... A1 on a potato. But, uh, yeah, back to the Bengals draft. Yeah, thank you. All right. DJ Turner, 426. Oh, this is my second there. Calm down. <laughs> and Juan Drago. I, I really wish it was Drago. But I'm happy right. to get used to saying Drago. Drago. It's still Drago cool. anyway. It's, still it's like Drago cool. with an accent. Drago. <laughs> but, it's uh, a little bit weird because if it's Juan, you would expect the rest of it to have, you know, a Spanish phonetic pronunciation, and it doesn't. Yeah, but it's whatever. They can do whatever. He can do whatever when he, he runs can. four two six. That's and, right. Um, so just to speed in the secondary, and then we'll add on Jordan Battle. The way they've kind of remade the secondary. And this is something that Iceman and Portia, see, Iceman, I'll give you credit, that a lot of the way they've uh, built the defense in the draft is because they know they're going to pay the offense, which then circles all the way back to why I think, you know, they're going to do everything they can at least before he would leave to get T. Higgins and Jamar Chase their deals on offense. Yeah, I definitely think they're going to try to get those deals done. I mean, and and we've talked about it. The worst case for T. Higgins is that he's going to get franchised. But the approach on defense to add speed – 
makes a lot of sense. If there was something that they needed a little bit more of, it was team speed in, in the secondary. And, you know, Cheeto's fast. Cam Taylor Britt added last year, fast. Four three. Jesse Bates, great range at free safety. Dax should be similar, even if Four he three. needs to to like he has the physical tools. I don't know if he yet has the level of, of reaction time that, that Jesse had. We'll have to see, right? We haven't seen him play uh as an extended free safety. But I also think, and I've said this, that Nick Scott is a free safety. And the Dax is moving around in, in more of the Von Bell role, in more of the Von Bell slash uh uh Trey Trey Flowers role. Although I have to go listen to this again, but apparently Mike Santagata was on our show talking about how Jordan Battle's gonna be in the in the in the Trey Flowers role. And in my mind, I, that I need to talk to him about it. Because in my mind, that seems like a better fit for Dax Hill and, and Battle is more of a true really safety. But he's a really good coverage grade and like he's very like, but, but he's a safety. I, he's not he's not manning guys up. But I thought Dax played really well in the preseason playing that Bates role when Bates was out. Like I he almost can, think he but could I also settle think into that really like, well. There's a reason that he was playing corner for them. It's because he can play really sticky yeah, man coverage. Yes. And and he's got the athletic tools. And you know, I don't know. He he's more athletic than battle. So how they choose to use those guys will be very interesting. But I do think they're that the three sa- the three safety package makes more sense to me now than it did last year with the personnel they have. Um, I think we'll see that more this year because of Battle and Dax yeah. and Scott, more than we did last year. Like, we saw, it, I think, more in 2020 and not as much as 2021. I think it'll be very matchup dependent because there's mm-hmm. going to be situations where – because, like, taking Mike Hilton off the field doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. No. And taking Jermaine Pratt off the field was a big issue last year. Uh, but the only Jermaine thing with, with Mike Hilton only. is, is and I love Mike Hilton, but he got burned in the AFC Championship game because of his size. I mean, and that's that's one thing where I think people took advantage of because I still remember really? the touchdown pass where he just diving and he just he wasn't long, long enough to get there. I think I, I, don't, well, I, I, mean, mean, I thought that was Bates on that as well. No, Hilton. That's that's Patrick Mahomes too, though, man. True. Like that's yeah. a good like he's in a good spot mm-hmm. for most quarterbacks. He was right like, there. <laughs> I do wonder if Dax, if they think long term, if he's not going to just be Bates' replacement straight up and move around, is he going to be Hilton's replacement in a couple of years from now? Because like his Michigan tape coming out, his ability to come off the edge, that part of his game to to get sacks and pressure on the quarterback reminded me of Hilton as a blitzer. Yeah, uh, I mean that's going to be hard to replicate. Mike Hilton has a one very special talent. Yeah, he's one of the top Which, slot. Like when the Bengals signed him and people were saying that before I went and really watched, I was like, what does that even mean? He's a good he's a good blitzing slot corner. Like who cares? And and then you see it and you're like, oh mm-hmm. yeah. It changes right. games. You, you see, you see like how the that Tennessee matters. game. Buffalo game that, that last year when he when he got, got Allen. Didn't they send him like five times in a row? Or well, something? Is, what I love about it is you know he, he's not that big, but he puts his whole body like the, the sack he got he on Allen where he kind of like dives like sideways like Spider-Man and <laughs> hits him but he gets him on the ground I mean he's, he hits as hard as he anybody hits. for his size pound per round he's got to be one of the hardest hitters I think as far as any and, and he gets him on the ground so that's not only does he get there he always gets him on, he gets him on the ground too 
I think the future of the of the Bengals corner position is pretty interesting. Like having two guys, two second round guys that are very athletic, I think is great. Because Cam Taylor Britt looks like he can play outside, at least be a starter, right? Yeah. He may not he yeah. might not be Cheeto. And and replacing Cheeto is going to be really hard yeah. if they choose mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. But they have at least a couple pieces there. But man, if Cheeto walks, you got Hilton for one more year in the slot. You move, you move Juan Drago, Juan Drago to the other side, let him play outside. And that, but you're drafting a corner again. Yeah, you're gonna have right? to. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what me and Porkchop said is, is they're gonna have to because of so many, so much money on the offense that they want to keep Joe, Jamar, and T. That these guys on the defense that they've signed in free agency, they're gonna have they're probably not gonna be able to keep all of them. So that's why it started, I think, this year being a heavy uh, defensive draft. I think it's going to be like that again next year, too. I just yeah, want to know if, if that ever, like, gets uh, where it's not surreal, where it's like, oh, my God, it's Jake. Uh, when, it, when I'm online, it's less surreal because this is where I exist for most it's, people. It's a rock star person. Uh, when it's in person, it's uh, – it's a lot. When we when we did the thing at the uh, the blind pig, blind pig yeah. a couple of years ago, uh, the the amount of people that showed up for that oh, event cool. on a on a Wednesday night, and then <laughs> Elizabeth Blackburn happened to show up with uh, you know walked over with Elizabeth and Emily Parker and uh, Seth Tanner when they gave us the Jamar Chase ball to give away. Um, that was a very surreal night. For me, that whole that whole Thursday night thing with like, you know, because I was staying near near enough to the stadium. I was walking around that area of the city and, you know, people were stopping me for pictures, people at bars like I recognize that voice and asking me for pictures and like the seeing like these guys out with their girlfriends or girlfriends getting real excited for their boyfriends to meet somebody who is yeah. like somebody that like was like some level of. I, I've called it micro niche celebrity to these Bengals fans. And since and it's, that part is surreal to me, because like I'm just a dude mm-hmm. talking into a, a microphone yeah. about the Bengals on the internet. And then when I go to Cincinnati is when it feels real. And what about yeah, when people come, up and ask, people come up and ask you for your autograph too, right? I, I don't think I've gotten an autograph request yet. I think it's, oh, been yeah, it's- I don't, I don't think anyone's maybe once. I don't think anyone's asked me to sign my autographs. Never going to be worth anything guys. <laughs> you think, you think that I used to work in radio and uh, I thought it was fucking weird, man. People coming at me for my autograph. Cause I, I felt like I ain't nobody. That's fucking weird. Asking for my autograph. That is, that is how it feels. People yeah. ask Greg for his autograph all the time. It, it's oh, yeah. anywhere. It's, they sign my cooter. Yes. Yeah. That's right. All really the time. Yeah. No, uh, but man, it's just awesome what you're doing, and uh, you you have like a such a good voice for like radio and stuff as well. You have a face for radio. No, I'm not gonna say. <laughs> I appreciate that. No, thank no, you, you do. You. you have a voice that I could easily hear, like a like Dan Hort. Have you ever thought in the, about like going that route with anything and calling games or there, anything in that arena? There was a very brief period of time, two years ago, sometime during COVID. When uh, I was trying, I was I would have the game on one monitor and I would just stream on Twitch while the game was happening. I'd be like, all right, I'm at this timestamp. The clock is running. I'm at 8.57 right now. 
and let people get synced up. And I would, I was trying to do, uh, I was trying to do some sort of like play by play and color stuff. Can't do both. You understand yeah. when you, when you yeah. start to try to do it, you understand why, why there's they have two. two people. Yeah. Cause just saying what's happening, you suddenly are not actually paying attention to what's happening. You're saying what's happening, but you don't know what's happening anymore at that point. So yeah. like you, you kind of need that color person to be able to pay attention to what's happening and then be able to talk about it. And then while they're talking about it, you can actually then take a second to have that retrospective. If you're not trying to get ready for the next play and try to figure out what actually happened on the previous play. I, I, I uh, gained a lot of respect for the people that do it. It's uh, I used to give them a lot of shit. Like <laughs> how, how do you, how do you mess that up, man? Well, We still give Tony Romo shit. I think that's fair. Oh my god! Yeah. Romo, it, it's so sad because he was so good at it at first. Yeah, and then he just kind of like. I agree. Something happened. They they, they tried to get him to change. <laughs> uh, who who who? Um, Greg Olson's really good. Yeah, like yeah, him. really good. And he he's out of a job now. Going to be interesting to see how Brady does, right? Because Brady's going to be the lead guy for Fox now. Is that right? Yeah, but he's taking a year. He's not till next year. year. Yeah, okay. he's taking a year, I guess, to practice, which is probably smart to try to figure out how to do it. It's it's just like the Manning cast. I loved the first year of the Manning cast when it started. I I loved hearing Peyton and Eli talk about, it. and then they're like, "Oh no, we're, we're like it's it's great. It's still good when you don't care about the game, but trying right. to watch them talk about the Bengals game, like they're not talking about the game at all. No, it's brutal." Uh, but when they do talk about the game, it's really cool and really, really interesting, really insightful. I really like that kind of stuff, that kind of content. Anybody who knows what I like and the kind of content I like making and why I'm so quiet on Twitter at this time of year is because, like, there's no tape. Like, uh, there's nothing new. I, you I don't like, want to get I like, in these endless arguments on Twitter about nothing? <laughs> I, I sometimes find myself sucked and I try really hard to, to avoid it, but it also leads to like dead periods for me on Twitter. And like, I don't know, I, I should be producing content year round at this point. And it's just, it's pretty hard to do, especially if I ever wanted to do the Twitter subscriber thing, which uh, is a revenue stream. I'm not investigating at all. Joe oh, gets my five thing. bucks every month. Yeah. Joe's getting a lot of people's five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. He was getting mine too, but I, uh, I just talked to him. And uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I've known you this whole time. Why right. am I giving you my? <laughs> well, the the reason though is because like he wanted me to come into one of the spaces he was doing, one of the subscriber spaces he was doing, and and hang out and talk with him. And I couldn't do it. He couldn't get me in unless because I subscribed. You were oh, okay. And uh, so I subscribed to do it because he couldn't find a way to give me one or whatever for free. And uh, I'll probably I, I actually. Sorry, Joe. I canceled the subscription for a couple months. I'll be back. I'll be back for football season probably. Next but time like, we need you on spaces. You know, well, when you can call a guy. Right. But none uh, of the stream but stuff. You like, also you like to support you. Do the Twitch stream stuff and uh, and call games. Like I think a lot of people would watch that and be entertained by it. So on uh, Twitch, if you stream okay. a game, you don't get flagged. You don't get no, the there was no video. There was no video. Uh, yeah, you I have would... to. You watch it, but you're calling oh, it. Okay, like, I got you. I, I, I might have had like the box score up. Or something like that, sure. you know. So like, show like my age. I, I, don't, I don't do Twitch. <laughs> well, it's it's the same as this. It's like we're we're streaming on YouTube or something, right? Right. I assume. Yeah. And, yeah. And on Facebook, apparently, it looks like. And, anyway, and it's Twitch. the same. It's the same idea, except Twitch exists for video game streaming, which is why I initially had a Twitch account. So, um, 
I, I did stream some video games for a while and it's uh you know people just come in and talk about the Bengals. And what's the video game? What's the video games now? Because like I'm a teacher, so I'm on summer break, and I'm like, I need a new game. I need a game uh, to play. Is there anything out there that's like? Not for uh, me. Have right you now. played the the Harry Potter, the Hogwarts thing? Like no, because I got a daughter is 13, and she's like maybe talking about buying that. But I hate to put down 70, 80 bucks on a game, and it's like I'm just walking yeah. out of my living room when I want to play a game of Madden. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not doing anything right now, really. I'm a, I'm a Diablo two guy, to to age myself. Uh, th there's still new versions of Diablo two that that come out and get get updated and are pretty cool, uh, and, and the uh, spiritual successors of Diablo two. That that genre of game is. That is a messed up thing to say, Brian. <laughs> I do a damn good job. Yeah, the teacher of human children. What the hell? Robot children. <laughs> Hey, Jake, uh, so I know we were talking draft players. Um, I think these guys know which player I'm going to bring up because I think he was the steal of the draft. What's your take on Yossi Boss? Oh, my gosh. Oh, the, are you going to take your okay. shirt off every time? Uh, no, I'm not going to do it for Jake. I don't want to scare Jake off. So who changed your name to A1 Sucks? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, who the hell? I'm like, I didn't even notice. Hey, God. <laughs> Good job, poor job. Uh, uh, that's what happens when you give me control of the show now. <laughs> I'm I'm interested to see him play in the preseason to see to see where he's at from a uh, football perspective, right? How far right. along he's come. The clips you see, you can see that he's not there yet from a refinement perspective. From a I know how to play wide receiver perspective, getting in and out of his breaks cleanly, doing the little subtle things that are going to be more efficient with movement going to create more separation, but you have the athletic tools he has that there's a, obviously a, a great chance for him to, to put something together, but you know, six round pick older coming into the league, a lot of analytical quote unquote reasons to, to be a little bit skeptical that it does come together. He has a fight to make the roster too. And it's going to be one of the more interesting. Hey, 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 hey. That's what I, I think he's going to be practice squad guys. What I think. It's we going to be one back. of the more interesting practice. One of the more interesting battles is do they keep seven receivers? Do they keep six receivers? Which are the guys they keep at the back of that room? Because it, it remains hard for me to see them moving on from Stanley Morgan Jr., Trenton Irwin, and obviously Charlie Jones is probably wide receiver four this year. So if that's yeah. six. Is there a seventh? And if there's a seventh, which is the seventh? He would be. He would be the seventh. I think uh, the favorite to be the seventh before you know. Obviously, we get into preseason. Like Trent Taylor, Kwame Lasseter, guys that were around last year right. had some had some run for this team last year. Regardless, that seventh guy, if they do seven receivers, probably isn't active, and nope. so he's injury insurance, right? And then. Which I think would be best for him. Like that's yes. probably the he, he needs to learn a route tree, whoa, learn, whoa. learn the NFL concept of just football. So Jake, on our show, on my show rally around the natty, we have a segment called Lutherisms where I compare players I compare player to food and all that and stuff. And I compared Yossi Bosch to an uncooked ribeye. You don't need to rush the ribeye. You can take your time to cook this thing. You don't need to rush it on the field, get it out there immediately. You can take your time to cook it. But I mean, six foot three ran like a four, ridiculous forty, great athlete. I don't think we need to question his smarts or anything. I mean, I like uh, I like pork shoulder. 
How about pork? How about how about we go pork shoulder instead? There you go. Instead of ribeye, because to me, even if he hits, the upside is not so fine as one of the nicest cuts of of a cow that we have in in the ribeye. But a pulled pork sandwich is delicious. From Midwest Barbecue, yes, it is. Midwest. My God, are they giving you free shit yet? Yeah, they should. It's a it's a staple in the barbecue world, right? And he could be. A, a staple solid player if he hits with all that athleticism, but will he ever be like a consistent dominant top tier wide receiver? I mean, Jamar chase is your ribeye right. or your filet mignon perhaps. And, and maybe T Higgins is your ribeye, but th- that's where if, if I were to take a, a, take a nitpick with your, with your food analogy, hey. I've got another slow cooker, but with, without quite that level of upside. All right. Hey, Brian's very nice impressed. Guy. Chef Brian is very impressed, Jake. I, I, I've, talked to, I've talked to Brian quite a bit about food uh, yeah. when I was shopping for uh, – man, I was going through trying to find cookbooks, man. Cookbooks are a nightmare. There's just – there's not – there's no such thing as, as a – yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, I'm going to go. believe but, Brian. But, yeah. That's clearly out of my price range, I'm going to go say. Ahead. Never had one. Um, but but there's like getting a cookbook that actually fits with the things that you want to cook is just i i spent hours at the bookstore guys and i and i couldn't find anything that that hit the notes i wanted to hit they're all great for what they want to do but they don't do what i want them to do it's just uh well especially now you can't have like potatoes and stuff right potatoes spinach almonds no, like a couple of healthy things in there. It's really like sweet potatoes, like, beets. They took it's away really... like they took away just some half of a cookbook. Yeah. Salt. You got to be careful what you drink too, right? Uh, oh. I, I mostly just drink water anyway. Yeah, so that, well, that's, that's good for, that's for, good me, for kidney but... stones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My cookbooks come on the packaging. It says air fryer, 10 minutes. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, we drink water here, just mix with alcohol a lot. Yeah. yeah. We, Sure. Well, here you go, guys. Uh, whenever hey. Chef Brian, oh, hey. we're all we'll all have to support it because we yeah. love Brian, man. We Brian's talked awesome. about that, didn't we, Brian? Didn't you tell me about that, or is this is this different? Am I confusing with somebody else? I thought I knew that you were working on a cookbook, but yeah. but maybe I'm confusing you with somebody else, and I'm sorry if I am. Just for the record, Midwest uh, Barbecue's bitches uh, mentioned Rally Round and Addy twice now. Yeah, on the show. Just, just saying. That's more than twice, Jeff. You weren't listening. Oh, I, I don't pay attention to half what Craig says anyway. Hey, Jake, whenever you come back to Cincinnati, you got to go there, man. That's all I'm going to tell you. That's it. They don't, they don't do anything. And and you guys did talk about it, Brian said. You okay, good. It. Good. You got the right person. Excellent. But, yeah. So, we've kept you about 53 minutes. I know you got to go grocery shopping. So, Brian, that's you're right. going to you're gonna get a message or a text. Yeah, that's right. What should I buy? Give yeah, me exactly. a grocery no, list, Brian. What, to buy. <laughs> no what do I want to eat this week? No, no, no beets. No potatoes. Spinach. All spinach. Means. Hey, spinach is good. Yes, I Chris. We get it. You wrote a cookbook. 89 pages. 89 for 89. Drew Sandler. We did it, Chris. <laughs> yeah, right. It's 89, eight. it's 89 degrees outside today. It is. Yeah, and I got to go finish Pushmelon. So, Jake, tell the people where to find you. They don't know? Uh, I think they know. I don't know. I, I have no idea where to find you. Oh. <laughs> Please Unusual. tell me. Uh, at Jake Lisco on Twitter. Locked on Bengals on YouTube, anywhere you get your podcasts for the podcast. 
That's it. Canada. Canada. But don't show up. He doesn't want you to actually show up. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know you're in Canada. I'm going to start liking Canada again. (laughs) uh, My representative from Canada was some piece of shit I work with. Anytime I can build a good Canadian into the. I'm not Canadian. I I was born outside of Chicago, lived there for two weeks before I moved to Cincinnati as a two week old. Lived in Cincinnati as as a kid until college, and then I, I haven't been back uh, to to live as an adult. But uh, moved to Canada about eight years ago, West Coast eight. of Canada. So is that good enough for you, Pork Chop? That's good. Hey, I'm trying to find pieces to. I'm like, how the fuck can I hate a whole country because it's one dickhead? Yeah. So most got, of the people I've met up here are pretty good people. I got Pam Anderson. That makes me like Canada a lot more. And now I got fucking Jake Lisko. You and Pam are keeping it together for me, Jake. Pam Jake, Anderson yeah. lives pretty Jake, close Jake. to me. Hey. Whoa. I might come visit. Can I? You got a bedroom Wait, I can Pam stay Anderson? in? Also, uh, Zach Galifianakis lives on an island. All right. close to I like Zach Galifianakis, That's too. Three. He's okay. That's three. Hey. Yeah. There's there's some others too. Well, I mean, Ryan this guy's Reynolds, a, Vancouver he's a, guy. He's a real dickhead. Like it's hard. It's, I got to build a lot of people to connect me back to canada and i like maple syrup too you know yeah yeah what, what about what about ryan reynolds you guys like ryan reynolds i do I like, like ryan reynolds who doesn't like ryan right. Reynolds? Yeah. super likable guy yeah if i it's pride month so hey, hey and and if i, I like, was gonna have sex with a dude i would hope it'd be ryan reynolds i'd like tom green too yeah tom green's hilarious <laughs> yeah right guys yep all right jake see you brother. take care buddy Bye. Appreciate it. Have a good rest of your Friday. See you guys. See ya. What a king. What a king. Damn, where the hell does he live? We need to go visit. He's got a whole bunch of West Coast of Canada. (laughs) It's like above fucking Oregon. Yeah, well, I know where he lives. I'm at what, like, this, you need to go visit this town. Like, I know where the hell he lives. He just is that country above the United <laughs> States. One I, I understand <laughs> that, pork chop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. oh, God. Hey, I think they got hookers in Canada. Oh, God. Like, I think it's legal. Dude, you, 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 you and four locos and hookers don't, don't would not. Is that how you judge everything? <laughs> Pretty much. So Amsterdam, not everything, but Vegas and maybe Canada are your favorite places. These are great vacation <laughs> destinations. Oh God! Hey, well, hey, if we go out there, I'll show you guys. I'm you know? afraid we'll, we'll probably go to jail. We're not going to go to jail. You think it's going to be? Oh, it could be. It could be like fucking. <laughs> that right. could be now. It could be. Hey, we could be reenacting the Hangover, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll, we'll get you some hey, hey, Especially if we find Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. <laughs> I'm damn. Hey, if we do, I'm damn sure uh, fucking maxing out my credit card and there's going to be a Bengal Tiger when we wake up. What do Tigers dream of? Yeah, what the know. fuck was that? That's the Tiger's song they sing that Tiger's sleeping. Yeah. You seriously don't remember the movie? Oh my yeah, God. I remember the movie, but that was hor- a horrible impersonation of it. Okay, like you could do better. No. That's right. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> uh, Toad going into this thing, or it's going to sit there and stare at each other. I, was there. I, I gotta cut grass, unfortunately. Oh, I, I gotta, I gotta, I'm cut gonna go have a heat stroke with my fat ass, but we got another show coming up at eight. Bengals Whitney's joining, so Ooh. is there gonna, there gonna be? You actually want to see someone attractive on this show, right here? Tune in at eight. Bengals Whitney will be here. What the hell? And 
and maybe Derek and maybe Joe. Derek's and, on the fucking road, isn't he? He's in Florida right now. He oh. made it. He did oh, that drive through Georgia, which if you guys have ever done it, oh, it's so, Georgia's the longest state ever. It's just, it's just trees for four, five hours. Five. And then you hit traffic in Atlanta. It sucks. sucks. Atlanta sucks. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Jake, let's go. Great as always. Hey, I West Barbecue's bitch. You didn't get a lot of questions in there. I was trying to, and every time I'd say, Greg, you got a question, Iceman would jump in. So then I started cutting off Iceman, and then it just, <laughs> no. It went well, I thought. Yeah, I actually was quiet. I don't know what you're talking about. It's just, I a- no, I, Jake does his damn thing, and it's getting questions in there, and obviously I'm trying, you know. I, that's, I would have got more of your questions in. I've seen more comments and questions in the chat today, so I didn't really know what to pop in. But we love you guys. And hopefully we'll see you back at 8 8 p.m. Eastern time. I got a show Tuesday if you guys want to watch.